Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. We're having way, way too much fun before the show here today, before we got started. No good. No good. You got to be serious. Get right to the point. Today's show, we're going to talk about priority. No, it's not going to be a lecture like we're lecturing our 13-year-olds at home. It's going to be a real good, solid show about priorities. Narrative priorities, government control priorities, vaccine passport priorities, gun confiscation priorities. It's about priorities. So don't miss it. Because you're going to like it. Today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. You have a right to privacy online. Protect it. Get a VPN. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino today. Don't wait. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Let's get right to it. Lots of feedback on my rat story yesterday. All good except for one dude. One guy commented, skip to the four-minute mark if you don't want to hear Dan's story about the rat on yesterday's show. I get it. He was outnumbered by many others who seemed to enjoy the rat story, which was fascinating. All right, we got a loaded show today. Today's show brought to you by My Patriot Supply in times of crisis or natural disaster. Is there anything worse than running out of food? No, I can't think of anything. You need to prepare in advance with long-term food storage that lasts up to 25 years. So it's there when you need it most. My Patriot Supply is America's leader in survival food. Their mission is your survival. For the last 13 years, they've supplied millions of families like yours. So I've arranged for you to save $50 on their popular four-week kit of delicious emergency food that gives you 2,000 calories a day. Four weeks of food of 2,000 calories a day is a minimum you should have. I have tons of these things. I have four for each of us in our family. This kit makes it easy. Go to preparewithdan.com and make the smartest decision you can make right now. Get a four-week kit for each member of your family. Preparewithdan.com and save $50 per kit. You ensure everything in your life that matters. Ensure your food supply. I've got my supply of emergency food. Be a shame if you didn't have yours. Go to preparewithdan.com today. Preparewithdan.com. Don't wait. All right, Joe, let's go. Hi. Nice. Very nice. I heard the bell come in a little low, and then it picked up right quick like <laughs> that. Very good. So today we're going to talk about priorities. The left's priorities, the media's priorities, and our priorities, right? So... What do I mean by that? Where are we going to go with that? Well, let's just start out with a video right out of the shoot. Here is Juan Williams on The Five yesterday. I know Juan. It's not personal, but uh, Juan, I think, uh, making one of his more disastrous appearances on The Five. Here's Juan Williams on The Five on Fox News yesterday. Conveniently airs at 5 o'clock. Don't know how that happened, right? Juan Williams on The Five. Uh, rushing to make excuses for the uh, savage death of Mohammed Anwar killed trying to defend his vehicle against uh, two young ladies who jumped in his car and wanted to, uh, it appears to, to be a, a carjacking, some attempt to steal his car. You haven't heard this? Have you heard this story? Well, this doesn't fit the left's narrative here, Juan being on the left, because the two alleged carjackers here happen to be black. And Mohammed Anwar happens to be, I believe, Pakistani. Can't talk about that if you're on the left. That doesn't fit the whole narrative. So when your priorities are a narrative rather than real justice, real justice, 
justice for people wronged, killed, murdered, robbed, assaulted, and raped. When your real priorities are narratives, media narratives, rather than justice, you get segments that go a little bad, like this one. Gee, I, I, I can tell you, it's not that I would say it's top of the front page or top of mind for everybody in Washington, but people are talking about it, Jesse. I think in part yeah. what it is is you got it's tragic. I mean, you got these teenage girls. I mean, they're little kids. Not they're not gangsters. They're not hardened criminals. I don't think they intended to kill anybody. They were looking for have a joyride, and it just went way wrong, way out of control, and ended up in a gross tragedy. I mean, this is unbelievable. Their lives are ruined. Well, they brought a stun gun, dead. so usually you don't bring a stun gun yeah. to a joyride. But go no, ahead. I just think. Correct. I mean, it's like, you know, kids finding guns in their parents. house. I don't know what to say, Jesse. It's awful. It's a terrible situation. With regard to the mayor's tweet, again, look, I think that what we have seen in recent months is an increase in carjackings, car thefts in this area. And so for her to say, be cautious, that I don't think that was the wrong note, as you suggest. Maybe, you know, maybe you wanted to hear her condemn the kids. I don't know. But I think it's good for us all to be cautious as we see a rise in this kind of crime. Well, okay. Tucker, what was your reaction when you saw the video? I well, was pretty I mean, I stunned by it. Like, I couldn't, I couldn't uh, believe it. Hmm. Hmm. That's a, it's an interesting clip there. So we have a video, a video of two young women, again, who happen to be black, who enter the vehicle of a Pakistani man. Vehicle speeds off. It's not their car, the young ladies. They have a, a these, again, these are allegations, but they have a taser, according to the report. Uh, taser, as, as Jesse indicates in that segment. Interesting how uh, Juan seems to claim they, they may have just wanted to go for a joyride. Uh, yeah, a joyride, but it's not your car. So that's kind of, um, that's a little obstacle to your joyride. It's not your car. Right. It's, it's not yours. Yeah, Joe, I mean, huh. joy, go for a joyride in your own, your own car, your, your own. Did, I don't know, go for a, 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 a joy, the joyride with the taser in a car that's not yours. But again, when your priorities are not real justice and you're a social justice warrior and your priorities are always defending the narrative, white supremacy, everything's racist ever and your alleged perpetrators are black, and your victim is an immigrant to the country from Pakistan who's working his butt off driving Uber Eats, and he winds up dead in a brutal slaying. <laughs> Let's rub. All of a sudden, it's, ah, it's a joyride, a joyride in a car. It's not yours, and you brought a taser. Notice the rush here to make excuses for them. Ah, joyride. They're just kids. I don't remember any of those rushes to make excuses when we had the Juicy Small A case. Remember Juicy? Justice for Juicy? Mm -hmm. Remember Juicy Small A? Walking down the street in Chicago from the subway at 3 o'clock in the morning, alleges he was attacked by MAGA people who brought a noose and bleached him or something like that. Remember Juicy? Yeah. Chicago PD came out and said, yeah, Joe, Joe remembers Juicy. Uh -huh. And, and Chicago PD came out and said, yeah, yeah, that didn't exactly happen. But it didn't matter then. The left, the social justice warriors then, they weren't in a rush to say it was just a joyride for Juicy. 
Joy, no one was in any rest. Their priorities were the narrative. And because the narrative was a couple of MAGA folks in Chicago, not many MAGA folks in Chicago, by the way, chased this guy down in the street in the middle of the night. He was coming out of Subway and put a noose around his neck. They were <laughs> lickety split. They had that narrative down. Oh, my gosh. Justice for Juicy, as Dave Chappelle said in his comedy segment on this. We got to get justice for juice. The juice needs justice. I don't remember everybody rushing to make excuses like Juan was here for these two young ladies. I don't, I don't remember that one. What about Bubba Wallace? Remember Bubba Wallace, Joe? Remember that little uh, gem uh, of the Bubba Wallace story? Oh, my gosh. There was a noose in his garage. Yeah. Uh, it was a garage pole. You know the garage pole? Will you pull the garage down? I don't remember any rush to make excuses here. I don't even remember a rush by the media to say, hey, I've got an idea. The FBI, you know, the Spygate FBI, not all of them, but whatever, you get my point. The spy, they, they've got like a thousand agents on this case. Maybe we should all chill for a minute and find out if that was actually a racially motivated noose in Bubba Wallace's garage. I don't remember the rush to make excuses. As a matter of fact, in contrast, I remember a rush just like Justice for Juicy. I remember a rush to say this was definitely a racial incident. That was a noose. Except for the fact that that alleged noose had been there for years because it was a garage pull to close the garage. Again, no rush to make excuses for people. A rush to come to the immediate narrative. This is definitely racist and it's definitely a white supremacist that did it. I don't remember, by the way, a rush to make excuses in the Nicholas Sandman case either. Remember Nicholas Sandman? Kids go to the Capitol for the March for Life. That Native American elder comes over, gets up in his grill. Remember that one? Yeah. Everybody rushed to say, look at this smarmy little turd burglar. Look at this kid causing trouble with this venerated Native American elder. Of course, that fit their narrative. Kid happened to be white and uh, the Native American elder happened to be from a minority group. So, of course, they rushed to damn Nicholas Sandman, who eventually won uh, a settlement from a number of media agencies who later had to embarrassingly retract their ridiculous stories. So we're talking about priorities. If you're wondering why I keep saying it that way, it's because I grew up with a kid who used to say it that way. We're talking about priorities. When your priorities are narratives rather than truth and justice, segments like this materialize. Now, Tucker Carlson was on The Five yesterday. If you all missed The Five yesterday, I'm very sorry. It was, uh, let's say, quite entertaining. I've never seen Tucker on The Five before, but Tucker decided to go on The Five and went on The Five. He's talking about his new show on Fox, uh, Fox Nation. So while he was on The Five, Tucker clearly, Joe, if Tucker had a um, BS meter, uh -huh. his BS meter going on The Five, maybe he was tired. I go on TV sometimes very tired, and I'm telling you right now, if there's a BS meter and here's like, my, my, my elbows don't work for me, but here's like the peak of the meter. Sometimes I go on TV and my meter's like right there. It's like right there. My guess is Tucker's was like 
right there, like peaked. Tucker's had enough of this nonsense. So here was Tucker Carlson uh, in a, a different segment with Juan Williams, where Juan's talking about how, uh, you know, we're going to, whatever, pay for infrastructure and taxes with or taxes with infrastructure, with some other garbage liberal nonsense. And uh, yeah, Tucker's BS meter was kind of pegged. So check this out. If you're looking at new bridges, new highways, if you're looking at better broadband, bigger ports, everybody, the trucking industry, the car industry, workers, the Wall Street people all say the GDP is going up. They say this is going to be great for the economy. The problem comes from Republicans who say, oh, but we are, how we pay for it? You want to raise taxes on the rich. Okay. And right, we don't right. want got it. it. We it. don't want to drive up deficits okay. if we're not cutting taxes for the very rich. That's the only time they'll do that. But they say, oh, no, oh, we don't okay. want All right, got it, got it, got it. Got it. Let, me, I gotta go to Danny people, oh, yeah. No, 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 yeah, all right, one. I'm going to tell you something. Well, no, 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 I, I think, think no, no, you haven't told me anything, actually. Not one thing. It's so <laughs> big. Not one thing. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I'll Dana, tell you a couple um, things. Like the just, American right, people yeah, like yeah, this. Yeah, I feel very, right. Got it. <laughs> Tucker. That's, <laughs> 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 that's just, I mean, listen, I've been there. Demeter, Demeter. My meter typically on TV is here. My meter when I'm tired is there. Once in a blue moon, my meter's been there. Tucker's meter was clearly there. He had probably had enough of this nonsense and Juan's prior statements about making excuses for these uh, young women involved in this incident. Uh, and this we need more of. I need this injected right. My, do we have a syringe anywhere around here by any chance? You know, a lot of medications in the last few months. Maybe right in the veins. Right in. I would. I would actually do that right in there. Right in there. We need a little more of this. Nothing personal, Juan. Nothing personal. I think I'll be back on to five in a couple weeks. I think next week, as a matter of fact. I'm, I don't know. Maybe. Hold on. I'll tell you right now. I will tell you right now, unless they cancel me after this segment, which I doubt. I will be on the five. Yes. Yes, I will. I did not set this up. I totally forgot about this. Tuesday, April 6th. Be there or be square, Juan. So again, going back to my theme to today's show, gotta have priorities. When your priorities are the narrative, Truth and justice never matter. But we need more of this directed right into our veins. People who just dismiss this nonsense out of hand because of the utter sheer stupidity of it. Let's talk more about priorities here. When your priorities are big, massive, huge, monolithic government and the diminution and dissolving of civil liberties and rights and power and control to get there, then again, Truth and justice are always subordinated. Let's look at this absurdity regarding vaccine passports. I don't know who this dude is in this tweet on his social media account, this uh, this guy Littman, but listen to this one. So here's a Harry Littman. He's got a blue check mark, so clearly this is a serious person, Harry. He's at Harry Littman on uh, Twitter. He says, talking about these new proposal the Biden administration's floating out there for vaccine passports. Huh. Sounds a little bit Soviet to me, but whatevs fits right in the leftist kind of, that's their real house, right? Soviet Pravda stuff. So what's the difference? He says about vaccine passports is Harry Lippman. His words, not mine. Vaccine passports are a good idea. Huh? 
Among other things, it will single out the still large contingent of people who refuse vaccines. Don't you dare refuse, folks. He goes on. And they will be foreclosed from doing a lot of things their peers can do. (laughs) They think this is great. That should help break the resistance down. (laughs) Folks, is there... I'm not even kidding. Is there still a swath, a swath of people out there in America who think liberals are not hardcore, radical Soviet totalitarians? If if that's you, I'm deeply sorry you've been misled and you live in a fantasy land. I, I love comic books. I collect them since I was a kid. But maybe you're living in a really bad one. I was never a fan of... Power Man and Iron Fist. I never was. I just didn't like him. Maybe you're in a bad Iron Fist one. Don't know, but maybe you need to wake up. Staderuski. By the way, this guy didn't even get a lot of negative feedback from liberals on that. Liberals, so-called big civil libertarians. Remember liberals? They used to be for the ACLU. Now they're for sticking you in little boxes if you don't have a vaccine passport. Here's Joe Biden yesterday. Biden, again, when your priorities are government control, things like vaccine passports fit right in. Ladies and gentlemen, there are people on the radical left who I'm telling you, just read their words, not mine. Read their words. There are people on the radical left who don't mind the fallout from this coronavirus plague because it hasn't been. Fallout has a negative connotation. The fallout from it has been People have had to surrender more of their civil liberties towards government. Their businesses have been shut down. Their movement's been restricted. They can't assemble. Some of them have lost the right to petition their government. People have been arrested, put in jail. You've been forced to wear a face diaper. There are other people like Lippmann who want you to have a vaccine passport now to be able to enter civil life again. There, people don't, they don't mind this. They think this is great because when your priorities our government control, any way you get there, even a deadly plague is like, hmm, not sure the fallout from that's been so bad. That's their view. Look at this. You need more evidence? So states are starting to open up, you know, things like freedom, liberty, fresh air, springtime, get out of the house. We got a vaccine now. You're seeing death rates plunge in the United States. I mean, normal people think, hey, that sounds like really good news. People can work again, make a living, get jobs. They don't have to live in fear anymore. We've got a deeper scientific understanding of the R-naught and the lethality of the virus, important numbers and metrics. We know who it infects, who's at high risk. We know the infection rates in seniors are plummeting due to this vaccine. That the Trump administration got going through Operation Warp Speed. Biden doesn't like it. Joe Biden's very upset about this. Again, not my words. Listen to this guy. Here's a video from yesterday. Joe Biden, because there are states opening up. They hate this. They hate this. Joe Biden's asked on the way out because he never answers any questions. He always, he always notice he, ever, he answers questions on the way out. Here's Joe Biden on the way out asked if uh, states should stop their shutdowns, uh, uh, stop their opening up and shut down again. Check this out. Mr. President, do you believe that some states should pause their reopening efforts? Yes. Don't take my word for it. They're they're sleepy. Sleepy Creepy loves this. They love the shutdowns. Deaths from this disease are plummeting. Cases in major states around the country plummeting. But no, 
They want the tyranny and the shutdowns continue. Because remember, when your priorities are government control, any vehicle to get you there is considered a just a casualty of your ideological war. You remember I put this story up yesterday at just the news.com uh, John Solomon's site, an article by Daniel Payne. Two weeks after reopening and dropping the mask mandate, Texas COVID cases continue to go down. Again, folks, you think this would, the Democrats who claim to be all into science, we're into science. Science is a, science is your thing. If science is your thing, does it matter that the science, the facts and the data say Texas opened up, dropped the mask mandate, and now COVID cases are dropping in some cases dramatically? You would think that would matter. But when your priorities are government control, everything you do is just a few broken lives a uh, few broken lives as a casualty towards getting towards your end goal of enhancing government control and entirely like crapping away people's civil liberties. I got more on this. I got more. Let me get to my second sponsor. I'm going to show you again how when your priorities are government control, every everything else is out the window. Today's show brought to you by our friends at Patriot Mobile. A little fired up today. Sorry tired of these dopey narratives on the left. Just like I've been taking on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, Patriot Mobile has taken on the mobile provider swamp, and they have some exciting news to share. Patriot Mobile just expanded their coverage, which will make it easier for even more Americans to dump the big name carriers who charge way too much and then donate the money to leftists. I love partnering with our friends at Patriot Mobile because they never sent a penny to the left, and they're America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. Plus, you can switch with confidence because they use the same network as the larger providers, but charge much less. Switching is super easy. Keep your phone number. Bring your own phone. Buy a new phone. Build your own bundle with multi-line discounts. Save even more that way. Just go to patriotmobile.com slash Dan. Get that URL right. Or if you want to call, you can call their U.S.-based customer service team at 972-PATRIOT. That's 972-PATRIOT. Veterans and first responders, you save even more because you deserve it. This month, get free premiere activation where they set up the phone for you and a special gift with the offer code DAN. Go to patriotmobile.com slash DAN, patriotmobile.com slash DAN, or call 972-PATRIOT. All right, getting back to our priorities show. When government controls your priority, you throw everybody under the bus, including your own kids. Your own kids. America's throwing its kids under the bus. No, not you, not Americans. Teachers, unions, and radical leftists who only give a damn about government control and obtaining the votes to gain more control over your life. They love this illegal immigration crisis. They don't care one bit. <laughs> you doubt it? Look at this story, San Diego Union Tribune by Kate Morrissey, March 28th. The first buses with migrant girls arrive at the San Diego Convention Center. Well, what's interesting about this story? Again, I want you to think priorities here. So you'd think priorities would be, well, let's reunite these people with their families in the countries they came from. If they want to entertain entering the country again legally, they can do that. But you've entered illegally. We are a country of laws, so we're going to have to um, we're going to have to send you back uh, to your families in the countries you came from. No, no, that's not the priority. Check out this article at the end. Little snapshot from the article here: the San Diego County Office of Education said that it is collecting contact information for certified teachers interested in supporting its programming for the girls. Wow, this is great. So your kids aren't in school. Priorities, priorities. 
Your kids aren't in school to soften you up to the government tyranny right here with us now, not coming right here with us now. That's why they're doing this. They love government control, mask mandates, shut down your business, shut down your state. Biden wants you continued shutdown despite cases plunging and deaths plunging in the country in most areas, right? The San Diego Tribune writes this article and at the end of the article, the, the author lets, puts this piece in there and she's like, hey, they're looking by the way for teachers. And I'm thinking to myself, really? They're looking for teachers? What's the first thing that occurred to me, Joe? So are we. (laughs) That's great. We're looking for teachers too because nobody can teach their kids because their kids aren't in school because the liberal teachers unions who give money to liberal lunatics like Joe Biden running the country who are obsessed with body blowing you and softening you up. So you drop your hands and get used to government tyranny right on us right now. They love, they're not teaching your kids. There should be a, which is use some fancy SAT word. There should be a plethora of teachers available for this one because teachers aren't teaching our kids in many of these places. Not all, but many. Coming to the country illegally. Oh yeah, you'll get in-person instruction. You're an actual American citizen who follows the law, pays your taxes. Salutes the flag every day. Your kids, double-barreled middle finger to them. What do we need those little little rugrats? Stick them in your house on a Zoom call. Teachers are busy. They're teaching the immigrant kids in San Diego. Well, because I don't want you to leave every segment upset. I ended the first priority segment about government narratives, uh, big government narratives. Juan Williams, uh, excuses narrative about the young ladies. I ended that with Tucker. I want to play you a little video here. We're coming to priorities on government control during the coronavirus thing. Here's the video of another person who's had enough of this nonsense, just like Tucker had had enough of Juan's nonsense. So again, nonsense meter. Here's Ron DeSantis on any given day with the media and the libs. DeSantis is almost always here. I'm sometimes here. to DeSantis has always got his nonsense meter pegged, which I love. He doesn't want to come on the show, but that's okay. At least no time soon. But that's all right. It's not personal. I'm into ideology and politics, and this guy right now is the ringer. Everybody needs a ringer, right? Every party needs a ringer. Don't we need a ringer? Everybody needs a ringer. Desnatus right now is the ringer. I know I'm messing around. It's DeSantis. I get it. Someone misspelled his name Desnatus once. Me and Guy can't get it. I know. It's juvenile. It's stupid. But sometimes they you. But DeSantis is the ringer. Here's DeSantis. He's had enough of this nonsense. Check him out right here, drawing the line on this dopey, stupid Soviet idea of a vaccine passport. Check this out. You want the fox to guard the hen house? I mean, give me a break. I think this is something that has huge privacy implications. It is not necessary to do. You know, we're going to have hit three and a half million seniors that have gotten shots uh, uh, sometime this week, likely 75% of seniors. It's important to be able to do it. But at the same time, uh, we are not going to have you provide proof of this just to be able to live your life normally. And I'm going to be taking some action in, in an executive function, emergency function here very shortly. I love this guy. I love this guy. I, 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 could, I couldn't be happier to live in Florida right now. He's like, yeah, vaccine passports, double barreled. You get the double barrel. We will not be doing that here, but thanks. Thanks for the suggestion, government tyrants. Good idea. Just kidding. Really stupid. We're not going to have that in Florida. Now, this is important. 
Because although we're talking about priorities, I want to ask you to prioritize something too. I read a post yesterday by a friend on social media. And he said, you know, I moved recently to a red state. I didn't have a job, but I knew my future wasn't in the state I was from and decided to take my chances and basically move to freedom and liberty, a place like Florida that actually has a governor that believes in antiquated ideas like civil liberties and freedom. The post was fascinating. Folks, I agree with him. I know many of you are tied down to these insane asylums you live in now run by liberals. And it's a shame because I'm from many of these states. I've spent a significant amount of time in Maryland, significant amount of time in New York, and I'll always have loyalty to a lot of my friends and the people there, and there are a lot of good people left there. But folks, it's time to go. It's time to pick up and go if you can. Unless you are severely constrained, I'm telling you, we are in the middle of an ideological battle here that is not going to end well in a lot of these places. Vaccine passports, your kids' lives destroyed as they sit home and rot away. Robbed of the ability to interact with their friends at school. Robbed of an education. Robbed of years of education as their lives, their, their brain capacities whittle away. Mental health problems, health problems, businesses shut down. Folks, I'm not kidding. I don't mean to paint a picture of a dystopia because the country's not a dystopia. There are places like Florida and Texas that are doing A-OK right now. Life in Florida, I've been down here now six years. Maybe this is going to be my seventh year. I'm not sure. I forget when I even moved. But life in Florida moves on as normal. Want to carry a gun down here? Go get one. Fill out the form. Make sure you're not a prohibited possessor. You want to open a business down here? Super easy. So state income tax down here. You don't even have to pay the state and income tax. State, state spending is relatively controlled. Something like $90 billion. We have a bigger population than New York. New York's budget is what? Closing in on nearly $200 billion soon? If you can, get up and go. It's time to go. Now, why? I'm not just bringing this up because I read this social media post. I'm bringing it up because embedded in the social media post by this friend of mine was a video. You're in real danger in these states, these liberal states run by lunatics. You doubt me? Gee, play the video here. This is a video in, in Oregon. Whoa. A little loud on the old DB there. But here's a video in Oregon. Of a man, he's driving in a truck. His truck is attacked by Antifa. As he's attacked by the truck, he gets out to defend himself. He has a firearm. I don't see him menacing anyone. And what happens? You think, oh, well, he, you know, he was attacked. The truck was attacked. What happens? Oh, you hear those police sirens? Well, what happened? Maybe after you heard the police sirens, you're saying, oh, the Antifa people were arrested for, you know, coming after him, stopping his truck. No, no, the guy was arrested for trying to defend himself. Get out while you can. I'm not kidding. If you have the ability to get out of these liberal lunatic states where you are literally in danger, states where BLM and Antifa are allowed to run wild, and yet the minute you defend yourself against these terror groups, the minute you defend yourself, 
groups that use terrorist tactics. You're the one who winds up subject to a police action. Get out. Get out while you still can. Speaking of priorities when it comes to things like firearms, gun confiscation's always been a priority of the left and their media buddies. You'd think the media would try to look at the gun confiscation issue fairly and say, hey, is there any evidence that as Americans purchase more firearms that the crime rate, homicide rate has gone up? No, they won't do that at all. Check out this article by the Media Research Center. It'll be in my newsletter today, bongino.com slash newsletter, which I'd appreciate if you'd subscribe to. Allows me to bypass the big tech brigade. Media Research Center, Jeffrey Dickens, bold over. Nets, then they talk about the networks, promote anti-gun policies over gun rights, 14 to 1 in Boulder coverage. Now, why actually talk about the issue fairly? You'd think they'd show these charts I showed last week on gun ownership in the United States to make the case or at least be fair. Here's AEI, the American Enterprise Institute. This is an interesting chart. I showed it last week, but I'm showing it again for a reason, because you'll never see this in the mainstream media, because they're committed to gun confiscation because priorities. Here's the percent change in the number of firearms in the United States versus the gun homicide rate. You'd think the media would note that as the number of privately owned firearms went up dramatically, the gun homicide rate went down. You'd think the media would note that, you know, data. But that, again, going back to the Juan segment in the beginning, when your narrative is set, truth and justice really don't matter. And when your narrative is set that Guns, bad. Guns equal gun homicides. And you have data that goes against that. You just ignore it and pretend it didn't happen. What if you say, what about guns per person? Oh, we have that too. We showed this chart last week, but I'll show it again. Here's guns per person in the United States by the gun homicide rate. You'll notice guns per person went up while the gun homicide rate per person, yes, went down. Yeah, down, down. You won't see that on the media, however. Because that would go against their narrative. And they've got priorities. Well, I gave you a priority. Make it a priority to get out of your state. If you live in a liberal lunatic state. And move to freedom. You'll find a way. Folks, it's time to get big. Get big. What does that mean? You know, a friend of mine. She once said, you know, we're the leaders we've been waiting for. I bring that line up often because it hit me hard because I thought she's right. We're always looking for, well, who's going to be the next candidate 2024? Who's the next Republican superstar? And the answer is you. You're it. We're independent-minded liberty lovers. We're not collective Borg-type personalities like the left that has to suckle off the teeth of their, you know, Barack Obama, Joe Biden, AOC. Uh, You know how that works. They need their leadership to them because they're collective top-down thinkers. Not us. We love things like liberty and freedom. So our priority should be to get big. What does get big mean? Well, 43 years ago today, something happened. The great Ronald Reagan was shot in an assassination, assassination attempt at the Hilton in Washington, D.C. Interesting story, obviously, for a number of historical and tragic reasons, but particularly interesting to me, given my prior line of work. This was a video any Secret Service agent in training has probably seen upwards of 20 or 30 times. We Secret Service learned a lot from this video. 
There are things we never did again after this. Let me just play a quick snippet of the video. This is the shooting of Ronald Reagan. You'll notice a couple things here. Here's Reagan walking out. It's only 15 seconds of the video. People are, hey, Mr. President. And it's going to stop at a certain point. Gee, if you could freeze the screen at the end when it stops. If, I don't know if you can do that, but I would appreciate it. I should have told you before the show. There's the shooting. Look, right there. I want you to see something. You see this guy in the blue suit right there, the agent? Notice what he did when he heard the shots. Look, look close. If you're watching on rumble.com slash Bongino, that's where you can get the video version of my show. You'll see it. If you're listening on audio, you'll notice the Secret Service agent, when he hears the shots getting fired, doesn't duck. But what does he do? He gets big. He makes his body big by turning his body and his body mass towards the gunshot. We have an expression in the Secret Service called get big. That's what get big means. You can come back to me now. That was pretty good. You freeze that. I didn't even tell you I wanted you to do that. This guy's talented over here, Key. That's Agent Tim McCarthy. Real hero. Those gunshots, he took a round. He ate that round. Like a hero. Turned his body towards the gunshots. Didn't duck, didn't run. You know how hard it is in Secret Service training? I know I was an instructor there for three years in our Secret Service Academy. You know how hard it is to train people to get big? It goes against everything you've ever learned and every one of your survival instincts. You know how hard it is to break that? To teach Secret Service agents to not duck when they hear gunfire and to teach them to get big? Arms out, body towards, legs spread, get as big as you can. Create a big target so you get hit, which McCarthy did. Folks, I know some of you prefer the audio version of the show, and that's fine with us. We try to make it user-friendly for both, but I'd really appreciate if you'd watch the video today and where Guy stopped that. Again, rumble.com slash Bongino. It's free. You can just watch the video right there. They're numbered the same way they are in the audio show. And I want you to see what McCarthy does. He gets big. 43 years ago today. We need to all get big, too. We need to all get big. Most of you already have. A lot of you in your daily lives get big all the time. But we've got some serious fights ahead. It's time for us all to get big. Hard to train, but once you learn it, you never forget it. McCarthy, he got big. Real hero there. 43 years ago today. All right, let me get to my last sponsor and let me just tell you what's ahead. Yes, it's a two-pager. Again, for a lot, believe it or not, there's a lot in the news that if you're paying attention, most people are. Oh, one quick note. Very sorry, yesterday, during yesterday's video of Senator Mike Braun, spell check, we should have checked it, it's our fault. It came up Mike Brown on the video, if you watch it, Senator Brown. It's not Senator, it's Braun. That's totally my fault. It's, it's a spell check thing, but we should have checked it. Um, but if you watch yesterday's video, some of you caught it. We know it's Mike Braun. I We said Mike Braun. It was a mistake. So very sorry. Once in a while, those productions thing happen. Uh, productions thing happen. Production things happen. Okay, on the other side, uh, one more priority segment. Shut down any opposition. That's their priority. I want to show you a story there. And, you know, we may have to skip ahead to this salon thing. It depends how we're doing on time. But there's a story circulating about me out there that, again, is quite hilarious and just shows you how dopey they'll fall for any any trap these media people they really are not bright 
Uh, today's show brought to you by LifeLock. Hey, the IRS just issued an urgent warning about a new scam, stealing the electronic filing identity numbers from tax professionals over emails. Cybercriminals can use this information to file fraudulent tax returns. That doesn't sound good. Tax pros should be aware of the latest phishing scams, but individuals also must take steps to protect themselves. It's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft affect our lives. Every day we put our information at risk on the internet. In an instant, a cybercriminal can harm what's yours, your finances, and your credit. Good thing there's LifeLock. This happened to me. No joke. Had my identity stolen. They went out and bought a bunch of real estate programs. Not kidding. It took me a year to clean this up. I had LifeLock before they were even a sponsor. This was an easy read for me. LifeLock helps protect a wide, helps detect a wide range of identity threats, like your social security number for sale in the dark web. I mean, you wouldn't know that without LifeLock. If they detect your information's potentially been compromised, they'll send you an alert. I played one of my voicemails from LifeLock. On that's a real voicemail. They called me. It was luckily again, it was legitimate. But they're on top of this stuff. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. But you can keep what's yours with LifeLock Identity Theft Protection. I have it for me and my whole family. Join now. Save up to 25% off your first year. 25% off your first year by going to, here's the URL, lifelock.com slash Bongino. That's lifelock.com slash Bongino. Save 25% off today. Don't let your identity be at risk. Lifelock.com slash Bongino. Go check it out. All right. Uh, I saw this story yesterday too. Again, top priorities. Priorities on the left, you know, instead of getting the truth out there and lobbying for a free and fair and open society where people can defend themselves, um, are allowed to access the commercial economy. The left hates that. By the left, I mean the media too. And their priorities are to shut down any opposition. Believe me, as a equity holder in parlor, really? I'll get to that story in a minute too. Uh, as an equity holder in parlor and after witnessing what happened with parlor, the left is committed, absolutely committed, 100% driven to engage in this um, totalitarian drive to create this like Batman, night, Batman nightmare escape Justice League world where the left are the only ones allowed to speak and live and exist in normal society. You're not going to be able to start a website. You're not going to be able to leave your house without the vaccine they want to force you to get. All this stuff. They love this stuff. So this is an interesting story. This is a social media public post from uh, uh, Brenna T. Smith, who she wrote a story with USA Today. And the gist of the story was this, that these uh, people involved in that incident at the Capitol January 6th who were having to uh, defend themselves in court, some of them, well, they put up these fundraising accounts to raise money for legal fees. You don't have to agree with what happened, but nothing illegal about doing it. So the story's one of these, Joe, we've heard these stories before. The story's one of those, be a real shame if your place burned down stories. You know those stories? When a guy comes into your business, hey, you know, you're going to use my uh, trash uh, company. Well, we're not going to use your trash company. We've got another company. Be a real shame if your place burned down. Um, that's one of those stories where it's a hint and a nod. You know the hint and the nod stories? So Brennan Smith, T. Smith, uh, writes this story at USA Today, basically kind of implying that the, you know what they do? They write about these fundraising sites. And what happens is then people pressure these uh, fundraising sites to get deplatformed, which is the purpose of these stories. So of course, what happened? These, that's the new Republicans pounce, by the way, is writing stories about tech platforms like Substack, these, these uh, fundraising sites, writing stories about them to wink and a nod to the boycott brigade to get these places boycotted off the internet completely and deplatformed. You get what, Joe, does that make sense? You guys, everyone go, yeah, that's good. the purpose of these stories. Yeah. 
That's what they do. It's, it's the new Republicans pound story. So after they do it and engage in this kind of, you know, wink and a nod totalitarianism, they always paint themselves as the martyrs. So Brenna T. Smith got tremendous backlash for this story because of Glenn Greenwald's tweet, which I'll put up in a second. And she's like, she tweets like, here's the martyr part. The amount of hate my colleagues, Rachel Greenspan, Colin R. and Taylor Lorenz are receiving right now for supporting me is sickening. This is what creates a culture of silence. Send some love their way, please. Oh, will you please stop with the martyrdom? You're supposed to be a journalist. You wrote a story anyone can read. They are free to criticize you. So she's upset because Glenn Greenwald called her out, rightfully so, and said, hey, congrats on using your new journalistic platform to pressure tech companies to terminate the ability of impoverished criminal defendants to raise money for their legal defense from online online donations. You're well on your way to upward, uh, your way on your way upward in this industry for sure. Folks, again, the left's priorities here are not truth. The media's priorities are not truth. Their priorities are to shut down any opposition and any vehicle to get there. And when they get called out, they paint themselves as martyrs. Will you grow up, please? You're pretending to be a journalist. Pretending. You write an article that people are free to criticize. Because we feel that article's being used or will be used by others to deplatform and silence others. And you make yourself out to be the martyr? Oh my gosh, look at me. I got some nasty grams. You got some nasty grams? Oh boy. You want to hear some nasty grams? Just put my name in any social media, um, any social media account. Let's look, see if we got what, what doozies we have in there. Oh, here's a story that this is, these are real. The name Bongino. Just seems like a stupid stoner joke. Here's another one. Uh, I'll get to this story in a minute. All over social media today. Totally fake news, but written by a fake news kid. Former parlor CEO says Dan Bongino owns no shares and got hustled by Rebecca, Rebecca Mercer. What? Oh, oh. Yeah. Joe, you didn't know that? I don't, I, didn't know, I don't own any parlor. I got hustled. Well, I wasted all our time. It's amazing. Parlor hasn't sued me Dang. for saying the entire time I own shit, right? Yeah. You better get on that. Better sue me for false representations. And this is an actual story. Again, you would think, of, I'm sure the kid who wrote it, the kid who wrote it, he'll, he'll paint himself as a martyr soon too. Look at me. I'm such a martyr. People are sending me nasty, nasty. Do you, stupid stuff is written about. What was that thing about the stoner? That was kind of funny though. Hold on. Let me read that. I, I actually I read that kind of extemporaneously on the air. Someone thinks Bongino, he, he's curious if that's a real name. He says he always thought it was Italian for bingo. Probably kind of a racial slur, but that's just how liberals are. That, there it is. This is from a, a Twitter guy. The name Bongino just seems like a stupid stoner joke. I guess that's the whole bong thing, you know. He probably knows pretty well. I don't know anything about that. Seriously, I've never done drugs in my life. Illegal ones, that is. But they seem to know a lot about that. And it's supposed to be like an own on me. But that, will you stop with the nonsense? Grow up. All right, I'll get to that parlor story in a minute. Would have been a good segue, but I want to get to this first. Again, show about priorities. When your priorities are destroying election integrity, you got to stick with your narratives. Data be damned. 
And the Democrats push for H.R. 1. This is a fantastic article. I think it's behind a paywall, so I'm hesitant to put it in the newsletter. But trust me, it's worth your time. This article is by Holman Jenkins in the Wall Street Journal. This is the Democrats' new election destruction bill. That's what it is. H.R. 1 is Democrats' survival strategy for 2022. The proposed law would drown out our political system in cheating allegations that can't be disproved. This is a brilliant article by Holman Jenkins, a very smart guy. Now, it's not a real big pro-Trump piece, but that's fine. I, I You know, we don't only, uh, you know, we try to give articles even when they, they don't agree with our political conclusions. He makes a great point here that this H.R. 1 bill the Democrats are putting nationally, putting, uh, putting forth nationally, which would nationalize elections and make voter ID illegal at the state level. He makes a point. Try to follow me here. Audience ombudsman, I will need you here. Everybody chime up and listen. He makes the point that data analysis and redistricting and things like that have made campaigning in swing districts and nationally more of a set campaigning, not legislating. There's a difference. I want to be crystal clear. Have made campaigning a relatively centrist exercise. What do I mean by that? Jenkins is saying that when you see the difference between the moderate Republicans and the moderate Democrats running for office in a national election, in these swingy district, the, the swingy districts, there's really not much, much daylight anymore. That's just kind of a sad thing. He says this centrist campaigning has a side effect. This is a brilliant analysis, folks. He says this, that this centrist campaigning is going to make elections in these swing districts, because we're not worried about the districts that are 90% Democrat, because they're not even close. Nobody challenges those, right? Get my point? The swing districts and nationally, which we're a 50-50 country, it makes these elections very close because there's very little daylight between these candidates anymore. The Uniparty. So if the elections are close, what better way to dispute every close election by making sure you use tactics in the election that make the secret ballot even harder to decipher? I know it's a little tough. Let me read you from the piece. This is brilliant. He says, he talks about the Democrats' HR1 bill pushing for mass mail-in voting. And he says, here's the flaw in mass mail-in voting, which Democrats would love to make universal here. It's that nothing is observable except the counting. Bingo. Brilliant. You can't see who votes. You can't see how ballots are collected. You can't see how ballots are transported or stored. Every election in the future would be decided by mail-in ballots if the Democrats get their way, opaquely delivered to the counting table. Never again might a candidate see a personal upside to conceding that a close defeat was fairly arrived at. Genius. When your priorities in the future are to destroy election integrity like the Democrats are to H.R. 1 and challenge any single close election. And then you push for mail-in ballots where nothing's observable. Joe, you don't even see people on a line to vote anymore. Right. You just see a bunch of envelopes. What better way to contest every single election? That's not happening, Dan. <laughs> really? Check out this town hall piece by Reagan McCarthy. Be in the newsletter today. Iowa Secretary of State is urging Nancy Pelosi to stop the overturn of the Marionette Miller Meeks victory. She was a Republican congresswoman who won by six votes in Iowa. Pelosi saying, no, she didn't win, despite the fact that the vote was certified five to nothing by both Democrats and Republicans. Jenkins 
conclusions there are brilliant. That sadly, we have a uniparty in this country. The ability to analyze data and polling, which is so intricate and granularized now, that in swing districts and in national elections, there's very little difference. So elections are always going to be close. And what better way for the Democrats to contest every close election going forward than to institute nationwide mail-in voting and make it mandatory, destroy voter ID laws, and then just challenge it every time it's close and say, nah, we didn't lose. Some of you may be saying, well, that's ironic because President Trump did the same thing. Yeah, fair enough. But I believe President Trump and a lot of the claims made were not claims, they were based in fact. Pennsylvania's last-minute changing of the law outside of the legislative process, these were all unconstitutional by nature. Here's another one. And I want to... Let me move on from my priority segment here to go to the narratives portion of this. The Democrats, I, I have to tell you, I said to Paula yesterday, I almost admire their ability. I, I, I don't, I respect it, but I almost admire their ability to stick to a lie. It's depraved, it's disgusting, it's tragic, but they will stick to a lie no matter what. It doesn't matter how often they're embarrassed. I'll get to that in regards to the story about me in a minute too, but they'll lie with impunity and it doesn't bother them at all. They don't care that they'll be embarrassed, that people will call them out for the lie. They do it because they, they just don't care. So Georgia just passed a voter integrity law, which is going to harden up their voting process against fraud. It makes it, of course, quite easy to vote. But as, as, uh, as Britt Hume said yesterday, Fox makes it difficult to cheat. That's always been the goal, right? Make it easy to vote, difficult to cheat. It's a brilliant way of saying because it, it's true. So the people in Georgia, the Democrats, uh, the liberals and the national liberal media machine, of course, has come out because they hate voter integrity laws and said, what? This Georgia voter law, Joe, it criminalizes giving people bottles of water in the hot Georgia sun who are trying to vote. And everybody who read the law like me was scratching their head like gavel time. They're like, did that really say that? You can't give people water? Head scratcher, head scratcher. There it is. There it is. That You have to let them die. On the curb right there. Georgia, 110 degrees. Just let them die. No water for anyone. Go to jail, you give them water. And uh, uh, smart folks like Josh Holmes on an interview on Fox News said, well, um, that's not really the truth. Josh Holmes said, and this is PolitiFact. <laughs> PolitiFact, hilarious. Liberal propaganda machine. Fact checker, folks. PolitiFact was fact-checking Josh Holmes, who said, hey, the Georgia law has not criminalized giving people bottles of water. Pertains to political organizations. Well, what does PolitiFact rate that? If you're watching on Rumble, look to the right side of the screen. You'll see it says, they rate that as mostly false. So it's, it's criminal to give people water in, in Georgia voting? Wow, that's really strange. PolitiFact says so which is quite hilarious because PolitiFact's own story, if you just scroll down, actually refutes its own mostly false analysis. Look at, the, look at Joe, check it out. Look at bullet point number three. This is PolitiFact's own story. So PolitiFact saying, yes, criminal, criminal to give people water. Bullet point three, PolitiFact. The new law allows poll workers to set up self-serve self water stations for voters to use. I, what? I, I thought you just said that was criminal. I thought you just said that. Narrative. 
You gotta stick with the. They don't care that they humiliate themselves. When your priority is the narrative, the Georgia law wants people to turn into beef jerky in the sun, waiting to vote, dehydrate them to death. It's illegal to give them water. They, in their own article, they're like, no, it doesn't say that. You can give them water. Here's NBC News. They got a pile on. The, 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 water, the water narrative was powerful yesterday. Florida Republicans considering new election bill that would effectively ban giving voters water. It doesn't say that. That's not what it says, folks. What was happening? We're going to skip to the next, the last story instead. What was happening? What was happening is there's an exclusion zone around the polls. I ran for office three times. You're not allowed to campaign within a certain amount of feet of the poll. It's to prevent intimidation. It's a good idea. You don't want to go to vote. And, you know, as you're walking into the door to vote, you've got 20 candidates screaming at you in your face, trying to intimidate you. That's not a good idea. So you're prohibited from campaigning within whatever it is, 150 feet of the poll. And believe me, it's enforced. You cross that line, they'll throw you right out of there as a candidate. What people were doing was giving out water. And on some of the water bottles, they had labels like, hey, vote for Joe Armacost. He's the best. So what they said is, if you're going to give water to people at the polls, you have to set up a self-serve station so people can quench their thirst. You can't give out these bottles. And by the way, if you want to give out those bottles, they're fine. But you have to do them away from the polling location. But again, if you're liberal and you're a dunce, you really believe it's illegal to give people to water. I mean, it's just so stupid. Again, you almost have to admire their commitment to the lie. Speaking of, I saw this story on social media this morning. Folks, there is like a whole fake news industry um, around me. Uh, <laughs> I leave a lot of it alone, but this one is one of those LOLers where you laugh and you're like, you're like a, a guy who claims to be a journalist really wrote this story. Like this story on its face is so laughable. You would think someone with an IQ above 25 would figure it out. Here's the new one. But don't worry, liberals will spread. They believe this. Just like they believe still to this day, despite the fact I had a sue to get it corrected. And we finally did. To this day, liberals still believe I was fired from NRA TV. They still believe that. Despite the fact I had to sue someone to get the truth to come out. That I wasn't fired. I was offered a huge raise and left. Uh, I had it. Finally, we got that correct. It doesn't matter. Liberals love the lie, just like you can't give out water in Georgia. So here's the new one, which I'm sure will spread its way around the liberal dumpster fire. This is from salon.com. I should say, so all I have to say is salon.com and the LOL part takes care of itself. But this is by Zork Palizzo, otherwise known as Zach Patrizzo. Um, this kid pretended to be a conservative at campus reform. And when that didn't work out because he's a buffoon, he decided to go try to be a liberal for a little while. So he wrote the most LOL article I've seen all year. Watch liberals spread this around. Former Parler CEO says Dan Bongino owns no shares of Parler and got hustled by Rebecca Mercer. Oh my gosh, this is news to me. Wow. I didn't know. Par it's kind of weird. You'd think if you were a media person, you'd be like, gosh, that's kind of strange. Bongino has said he had some equity share in Parler, uh, but he hasn't been sued. That's really crazy. By the way, I left Parler a while ago. I'm getting a ton of email. The reason I'm bringing this up a couple of, a couple of reasons. Number one, 
the story's story's so dumb. Only in moron like Zork Palizzo would write it um, because you think he common sense would kick in. Uh, but second, I'm getting a lot of emails about parlors, some policies, that story about the FBI. Folks, I have nothing to do with it. Haven't, I'm really sorry, but I can't answer your questions because I don't have anything to do with it. I left a while ago. I've got a lot of things going on. I don't have any say in the day-to-day operations of parlor anymore. Having said that, I obviously um, do have an equity stake in parlor. Um, <laughs> is this serious? Are we even having this conversation? You think I would say that if I didn't actually have it, like have it there? But of course, when you're Zork Palizzo, you're, you know, and your journalistic standards are, you know, beneath that of a four-year-old writing a, <laughs> writing a cartoon character about uh, veggies versus viruses or something. That was a story my daughter had one time, you know, that, then this is what you do. And don't you think it's interesting that this Parler CEO, former Parler CEO, who filed a lawsuit against Parler and included me in it. It's kind of interesting that in the lawsuit, he's claiming he was fired. This is kind of fascinating for reasons other than incompetence. But yet in the same lawsuit is claiming he doesn't even know who owns a portion of his company. That's kind of weird, no? Joe, is that weird? I'm just asking. I'm just saying, like your assertions are you were fired for reasons other than incompetence. That's why you're filing your lawsuit. And in your lawsuit, you're claiming you don't know who owns your company despite signatures on the document of who owns your company. <laughs> very, very strange. Very strange <laughs> lawsuit. But again, leave it up to Zork Padizzo at salon.com to fall for this. <laughs> and write a piece. What a dope. This kid's work is really a trip. All right, folks, a lot of material today. Uh, thanks for uh, your support on the May 24th launch of my new national radio show coming again May 24th to radio stations all over. My humble request, if you want to hear the show, 12 noon Eastern time to 3 p.m. on your local station, you got to ask. Email your local radio station, call them up. If you want to hear it, we'd appreciate the support. Thanks for everything. I really appreciate it. It means a lot. I've been getting a ton of emails and feedback. I'll see you all tomorrow. You just heard Dan Bongino.